This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. ER Vet is brought to you by Heroes for Healthy Pets. We're passionate about your pet's health. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about dog flu, or what we call canine influenza virus, or CIV. We'll be right back after these messages. If you've ever shared your home and heart with a charmingly naughty animal who's always up to mischief, you'll fall in love with the Klepto Kitty who stars in Talk to the Paw by Melinda Metz. Talk to the Paw is a funny, heartwarming novel about a single girl, a single guy, and MacGyver, an adorable tabby cat with a not-so-adorable habit of stealing from the neighbors. Talk to the Paw is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Visit kensingtonbooks.com for more info. It's not just a sneeze. It could be the pathway to disease. Your dog is at risk for contracting dog flu. That's why it's important to vaccinate your dog for dog flu. Get your dog vaccinated today. Visit dogflu.com for more information. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today we're going to be talking about dog flu. Thanks for joining us. This is an important topic that you may have heard of since March of 2015, especially if you live in the Midwest. Now, back in March of 2015, a canine influenza outbreak actually happened in the Chicago area. When the outbreak first happened, veterinarians had no idea what it was caused from. In fact, they did extensive testing to make sure it wasn't other causes such as kennel cough or bordetella, parainfluenza, distemper, or a bunch of different viruses out there. Now, I should say there's something called CIRD, and that stands for Canine Infectious Respiratory Disease Complex. And oftentimes, when we see upper respiratory signs in a dog, we call it CIRD because we don't always know what the underlying cause or the infectious etiology is. Now, I'm going to step back a little bit and say that there's a couple of infectious organisms that cause this canine infectious respiratory disease. It could be kennel cough or bordetella, a bacteria called mycoplasma. In humans, this is called walking pneumonia. A couple of virus infections like parainfluenza, adenovirus, herpes, don't worry, it's not contagious to you, coronavirus, distemper, pneumovirus, or even canine influenza. So on today's episode, I'm going to focus specifically on canine flu or dog flu and help educate you on what you need to know or what your veterinarian needs to know. Now, interestingly enough, dog flu wasn't actually discovered in the United States until 2004. And this was first discovered by Dr. Crawford at University of Florida. And this was an outbreak that happened on a greyhound racing track. 
This was from an influenza called H3N8. Since then, it spread to numerous states, such as Colorado, New York, all over the United States. Unfortunately, when this outbreak in Chicago happened in March of 2015, everyone was really worried that it was another dog flu outbreak. But it turns out after extensive testing at Cornell that it was a newly diagnosed dog flu called H3N2. This had never been seen in North America before. Now, H3N2 was only seen in Asia up to that point. So it was seen in China, Thailand, Korea. But again, this was the first time it was ever reported in the United States. Unfortunately, in Chicago, a lot of dogs ended up being exposed, thousands of dogs. And the main reason why is because dog flu is highly infectious. Thankfully, it's rarely fatal, though. The reason why dog flu is so infectious is because dogs don't have any natural immunity against it. Now, if your dog ends up getting dog flu, what signs can you see? The most common sign is actually coughing or increased respiratory rate. In other words, breathing harder than they should. We can also see a lot of nasal discharge. In other words, that green discharge that comes from the eyes or the nose. Some other signs that dogs may show with dog flu include not eating, being lethargic, having a fever, not wanting to go for a walk, or seeming really exercise intolerant when they're walking. And very rarely, we can see really severe signs of difficulty breathing, like blue gums, or coughing so much that they can't sleep at night. Very rarely, dog flu can be fatal, about 4 to 8% of the time. Thankfully, the majority of dog flu cases, just like human flu, are often self-limiting. It may take several weeks for clinical signs to resolve, though. In fact, dogs can cough from dog flu for up to one to two months. So it's really important that we be aware if you take your dog to really social places like doggy daycare, dog boarding facilities, dog grooming facilities, dog parks, then you definitely need to talk to your veterinarian about getting your dog protected with a vaccine for canine influenza. Now, there's two vaccines out there, one that vaccinates for just H3N8, the older first original type of dog flu, and the second type that vaccinates for both H3N2 and H3N8. I will say that my own dog is vaccinated for both. And the main reason why is because we never know when another outbreak is going to happen. And if an outbreak happens, your dog may not be protected in time, even if you get one shot. We'll talk about how to prevent dog flu right after these messages. Tired of wasting money on giant bags, boxes, and jugs of litter that don't last? Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter that lets you use less and get more. World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to deliver outstanding odor control and easy cleanup. It's lightweight, 99% dust-free, and pet, people, and planet-friendly. It's even flushable. Make the switch to World's Best Cat Litter and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Listeners, I'd love to introduce you to PetPlate.com. They deliver freshly cooked human-grade dog food right to your door. I'm talking about dog food that is so high quality that even us humans could technically eat it. I've been feeding PetPlate to my pup for the last two weeks, and it's perfect for my picky pup and perfect for me since I'm so busy. So if you want something super healthy, really tasty, and ready to serve, go to PetPlate.com forward slash spot to get 30% off your first box. 
Once again, that's petplate.com forward slash spot to get 30% off your first box. P-E-T-P-L-A-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're talking about dog flu and educating pet owners and veterinary professionals on what you need to know. Now, with dog flu, we talked about prevention. And one of the best ways of preventing it is by getting the vaccine that protects for both H3N2 and H3N8. The important thing to know, like I mentioned before, is one vaccine is not protective by itself. In other words, if all of a sudden there's an outbreak in your area and you get your veterinarian right away, you still need a booster two to four weeks later after the first dose. And your dog isn't actually protected from dog flu until approximately two weeks after their second booster. And that's why it's so important that you consider getting your dog vaccinated for dog flu if your dog's a really social dog. Now, if you're a pet owner that likes to take your dog out, they go with you everywhere, they go into doggy daycare, they go to dog parks or kennels, they walk on city streets with high exposure to other dogs, if they go to dog shows or agility or dog training competitions, if they go to grooming facilities or vaccine clinics or even pet stores, your dog should be protected. And again, that's because 80 to 90% of dogs that are exposed to dog flu will actually get clinical signs from it. Now, how do we treat dog flu? Just like in human medicine, when you get the flu, your dog's gonna feel pretty sick from influenza. Not only are they gonna be lethargic and not wanna eat, but they're gonna cough a lot and they potentially can get pneumonia. Also important that you know that some dogs can get such severe pneumonia that they may actually need to be hospitalized in the ER vet for oxygen therapy. Thankfully, most of the time, dogs that are mildly affected with dog flu just need to be treated with antibiotics. Now, this is strange, but just like when you get a cold, your doctor always tells you it's a viral infection. Most of the time, we don't typically treat viruses with antibiotics. Antibiotics only work on bacteria. But with dog flu, some dogs can actually get a severe pneumonia in their lungs, and as a result, we do treat them with an antibiotic. The most common type of antibiotic we often use for this is an antibiotic called doxycycline. I always like to do x-rays and blood work first because I wanna see what the white blood cells are doing. I wanna make sure your dog is oxygenating appropriately, And in severe cases, I want to do chest x-rays to make sure there's no pneumonia. Most of the time, treatment for hospitalized dogs that have such difficulty breathing, they need oxygen, includes IV fluids, IV antibiotics, anti-vomiting medication, anti-coughing medication. And because these diseases are so infectious, most of the time dogs need to be hospitalized in the isolation part of the hospital. So they're not exposed to other dogs. When in doubt, Talk to your veterinarian about how to protect your dog from the dog flu. You can always go to dogflu.com for more information or cdc.gov backslash flu backslash canine for more information too. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. 
find me on drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, but we wanted to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making the show possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.